I'm Julian. And I'm Tom. We are Team Binge, and we are here binging the after party. Mm -hmm, The one and only. The one and only. And you were with us for episode four, and this episode is whose episode, Tom? This is Chelsea, Alana Glazer's episode. Alana Glazer. At the top, we want to give out some thank yous and respond to some stuff that... Uh, our adoring, I don't know, <laughs> listeners, maybe not adoring, our angry listeners, I don't know what the right term is. People that are with us listen to us, and uh, I'd like to point out that we ask people for theories, mm-hmm. and so we uh, picked a couple of those. <laughs> and so, from the top, Jody Ann, thank you for sending in your theory, and mm-hmm. Jody Ann's theory, she thinks the whole show is a ruse and that this is another one of Anique's escape rooms <laughs> in order to win over Zoe to show how clever he is. And I thought that was interesting <laughs> that this is all. So this would be the idea being that Anique created all of this and they're all stuck in the house and they have to escape by solving the murder. They have to escape the Yeah, they have to escape prison as Yasper put it earlier. Yes. I like this. Now, is he is he like using this as like a? Um, I was gonna say photoshopping, not photoshopping. Uh, what do you do when you're like testing something out? You're something shopping. Oh, this at. is like a beta test. You're, you're saying no, but it's a shop word. We're gonna get this. Oh man, your shop uh, word. You're shopping it around. Your um, <laughs> I don't know what you've let us down, but man, I hope someone's not checking Wait, okay. us out for the first is time he, and is he... coming into this conversation. <laughs> workshopping. Yeah, there it workshopping. Is. Okay. Oh, he's workshopping Is he workshopping idea. ideas for a potential escape room and putting everybody through this? Or do you think like this is like another version of his escape room, like the Hillary or whatever else? I don't know. Spooky I, Dukes. I, I like this. My issue is that he seems to be like confused. And so, and, and we get him confused alone, not uh-huh. just confused in front of people. So he would have to be essentially acting confused for camera, mm-hmm. which doesn't exist in the real life, unless you're in the Truman Show like I am. <laughs> but Jody Ann, we like this. We appreciated it. The other one was our friend Barrett. Uh, mm-hmm. Barrett thinks that there wasn't a murder, that the death was accidental. Uh, he thinks that <laughs> Xavier, and I'm apparently saying it wrong. It's X Xavier. Yeah, the way they, I mean, I think they say it like that just because he kind of goes by X and has X on all of his okay. merch that we see okay. in this episode. But... Uh, this was the, episode four is the first time I realized. I think I'm saying his name wrong. It's X Xavier. Uh, Barrett thinks that X Xavier is just <laughs> dumb and fell. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Barrett... <laughs> Barry, you're not going to hear this for several weeks because you're only on episode one. But man, I think you might be onto something. I won't be surprised. It was funny. So my wife, we're like, we watched the episode last night, and she knew I was going to record this podcast tonight. And she was like, "Man, I really hope this show doesn't do one of those things where it's all like a ruse and sure. nothing is uh, like real, kind of like uh, some other shows we watched recently." So I thought that was pretty great. Maybe this is yeah. This could just be like you know when you do like a dinner mystery play or whatever, mm-hmm. or you invite your friends over and everyone dresses up and you've got to solve a murder. I mean, that's essentially what this is. <laughs> yeah. But these guys are all actors, so they're playing the parts. Well, and we've seen through the different perspectives thus far that. Like, we didn't know exactly how to take Xavier, and, like, is he, like, really a smart guy? He is not. pop singer, yeah, but he just gets dumber and I can dumber. Say, I can say definitively he is not. He's nicer than you think he is, but definitively not. Well, I don't know. we got to find out what happened at the St. Patrick's Day yeah, party. that's right. Everyone loves to talk about it. Anyways, we appreciate you guys writing in and giving us your theories. If 
you have other ones, please hit us up at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. For sure. Or your favorite social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at teambinge. At teambinge. Uh, some people have also reached out to us through the website, which was cool. Yeah, so, teambinge.com. Check it out. Thank you for that. Oh, and the last thing I'm going to mention, and Tom got me riled it up last week <laughs> because he told me about our Apple podcast reviews, and I would just like to say... I hate you. <laughs> Did you go look at them? I went and looked, and I was like, ah, oh, it is what it is. But for those of you that like us, um, <laughs> hey, if you could go balance out those one stars <laughs> with a five star, we'd like to be at least two and a half at some point. Listen, let's let's just, this is what we're going to say to ourselves, that those were early stars, and they've listened to the first couple episodes of Ted Lasso, where we have never done this before, sure. and no idea what we're doing. Now, clearly, we're podcast legends. That's right. So... Uh, all I know is after you told me about that, I went into the bathroom and spit on the mirror <laughs> because that's what people do for motivation, Nate the Great. <laughs> all right, so this episode starts. It's Chelsea's episode. Um, we ended the last one with Gen 2 missing. Yes. And so Gen 2 sounds like a spaceship. Like <laughs> Gen 1 didn't make it to the moon. It blew up in orbit. But Gen 2, we have a lot of hope for it's it. It's J-E-N-N, not G-E-N. Got it. As in Genemai. I don't know how it's spelled. Genemai? Why do I not say that? I don't know. But Culp, Detective Culp, our buddy, is sent off to search for Gen 2. And so... Anik realizes that someone's in the bathroom, so he can't get into the bathroom to listen. And so Jasper's going to do a diversion. And <laughs> very subtle. Very, very subtle. subtle. <laughs> so Jasper starts yelling, and he's like, hey, there's a silhouette in the guest house. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's Gen 2. Mm-hmm. And at this time, I thought to myself, Jasper knows so much about this house. Like, for someone that's just arrived mm-hmm. and maybe been at this house party based on text messages an hour, right. based on because this one we get a lot of timestamps from Chelsea's perspective. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, they've been they've only been there about an hour. He's seen the guest house. He's like on computers. He's doing all of these things. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess they've been longer than that because this is after the murder. But even but, then, like Jasper, he installed all the AV equipment at the house, right? So you assume he installed something in the guest house. So that's why he knew even b- before going into the guest house, he's like, this is where he keeps all of his merch. He most certainly put cameras in the guest house because <laughs> if Xavier's inviting someone to stay in his guest house, he's watching them through cameras. Likely. Because- he is. Or maybe the the uh, poster that we see a little bit later, the silhouette, is a camera. Yeah, that's fair. A la, like, uh, dodgeball. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I just felt it strange that Jasper, like, knows everything about this house. I think you've put my paranoia towards Jasper <laughs> based on last episode. Yep. And it's grown on me. The other thing is, do we know who's in the in the bathroom? Does it matter? And if that person's in the bathroom, can they then hear what's happening? Because did they turn the speaker thing off or is it still on? Uh, I would assume that they probably turned, turned it, it off. off. Yeah, I think they would be smart enough to, to hit, you know. 18 different buttons to turn it off i don't think it really matters i think it's more of the show saying like we can't just have them be sitting in the bathroom every episode yeah okay so they wanted and i think they needed to separate (laughs) jasper and unique you think the first draft of this they were like hey it's episode six and jasper and unique are still in the bathroom maybe let's move them somewhere else and then like oh good note studio thank you that'd be great those notes definitely came from the studio yeah they always give the best notes yeah they always give the best notes danner doesn't want to look for gen two gen one's mad gen one gets mad and she goes for oh i would like to speak to your manager (laughs) 
Which is a great moment because both cops are just laughing. They're like, sure, you conduct my police manager. <laughs> and then she realizes that a police captain's a thing. It's funny that like they're like, oh, because she said manager, it's comical. But yeah. as soon as captain is used, they're like, oh, no. Cole comes right in. He's like, yeah. no, 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 we don't. We don't need to do and that. And that's because he knows they're already in trouble for taking a case that's not theirs. Correct. I'm anxious to see who the... Do you think they'll bring in the detective that's supposed to have the case? Do you think we'll see that person? And do you think it's going to be like a surprise guest? I think so. I think it'll be a celebrity cameo kind of thing. Because I think they even gave him a name. They said Jermaine. Okay. They said he's a wild card or oh, whatever. I hope it's one half of the Flight of the Concords, Jermaine. <laughs> Jermaine and maybe, <laughs> and maybe Britt shows up. That'd be great. That would be great. So they decide to go look for the silhouette in the guest house. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you caught it. Subtitles picked it up for me. <laughs> But Gen 1, as Danner, Detective Danner walks by, she's like, oh, thank you so much. Very, like, fakely. And Danner's like, uh, B-word? You are not welcome. It's a great line. It was a throwaway one. I missed it my first watch through, but heard it in the second time. Oh, it was great. The guest house is just a merch warehouse, and everything has an X on it. Oh, it's so fantastic. There's just, like, the basic things, like mugs with an X on it. But then there's shoe boxes that say X-Kicks. Right. Kick spelled with an X. Yep. Uh, you got X's and O's cereal with him on the box. Cereal. There's just so much crap. As I was looking at this, I was like, oh, maybe the X on the flask is just, like, it's not don't drink. It's a brand flask for Xavier. <laughs> and actually... At the end of the episode, he goes, oh, it's got my name on it. And I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. He's an idiot and I'm an idiot. Oh, man. Uh, I think at this point, the Xavier stand-up poster there. Oh, and it's got, got kind of like a, they start kind of the creepy thing a little bit. She even says, oh, I'm like in a haunted house or I'm right, in a, yeah, yeah. and so she turns on the lights. The Xavier, Xavier cutout starts to talk. And she has a prop sword in her hand, so yep. she cuts off the head. And Jasper gives a great line where he's just like, you didn't even know it was fake, and you straight up chopped his head off. And Danner's like, yeah, you remember that. Remember so good. Did you catch what the thing said as uh, as they left the yeah. talking board? with the? It's got like a motion sensor, so every time someone walks by it, it yeah. says it. It's it's seemingly like a whiskey or a tequila or something, but yeah, triple. Oh, I guarantee it is a mixture of an energy drink <laughs> and some sort of alcohol. It's like four loco style. Yeah, after they released it, they were like, "Oh no, this is FDA's." Like, no, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, so it says, uh, "Do not drink triple sex if you are pregnant or trying to become pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> like it's like a medical. Uh, infomercial kind of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long, uh, <laughs> hey, do not take this if you have. Do not take Zeljans if you're allergic to Zeljans. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you know unless you take it? Yeah. The interesting thing I thought about is like every time you'd walk by that poster, it would say <laughs> that. Like, can you imagine having your kids in a convenience store and it's it's just spouting that nonsense off back uh, and forth? Fantastic. It was great. Then we cut to. Chelsea and Danner, they are back in the like recording studio mm-hmm. with the, all the knobs and whistles, and Anik <laughs> is then stuck inside the recording studio. Yeah, he goes in the actual room of like where you'd record. I'm yeah, assuming. so he's sitting next to the drum set, mm-hmm. and then we go into Chelsea's mind movie. And the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's horror movie. That's what they're doing. Then the second time I watched it, and I was like, I don't know this is horror movie necessarily or if it's like film noir which is like black and white dark 
It's always raining. It's raining feel... inside. It's raining outside. <laughs> like um, the film noir bits, I think, are more her reading over it. Like okay, you think yeah. of an like old-timey detective yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. oh, man, this city always spits you out or chews yeah, you up yeah, and yeah. spits you out. So she's giving a lot of that. It has horror elements for sure, but I think it's both kind of like psychological suspense thriller movies. Like mm. there's a lot thrown into this one. So is this like a David Finch? Like what do we, what do we, when you, is this like seven? What is this? I don't know. Like I, I kind of thought the same thing to give it a specific movie, but I, I, there's nothing that really jumped out at me because it's, it's unique that it's trying to do so many of these in one. I thought it was more or like a scream where it's not like necessarily like a, yeah. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, like that type of horror, yeah, like, not slasher but, horror. Yeah, but it's more like they're constantly like looking over their shoulder, and <laughs> someone's like following them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So this the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, horror. The second time I watched it, I was like, no, this isn't like modern horror. It's something. Uh, and so I like that you came up with psychological suspense thriller, mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know, Hook. <laughs> the classic the classic Dustin robert hoffman. williams dustin hoffman hook <laughs> okay recently watched that with the kids that movie's weird <laughs> chelsea's in the car she's nervous about going in it's raining i don't know if you caught this bit, oh, I but the camera this the camera is shooting into the car the window is covered in rain and she does this where she wipes the window but she's on the other side of the rain I don't know if I caught it on the first watch, but the second watch, I was laughing. I was like, oh, it's so funny. Oh, I verbally laughed out loud the yeah, first yeah. go. So, so great. Yeah. Um, well, and, like, it's not only that she does it. It's the way the, the camera work is so great. Because, yeah. like, the camera, like, changes focus on the window. Mm-hmm. And then, right, she goes past and changes focus back on her. Mm-hmm. And nothing has changed. Just so, so great. Yeah. And there is a lot of shots. I shouldn't have uh, eaten ice at that moment. <laughs> I thought you were going to go longer. My bad, buddy. I'm going to keep this in. My mistake. I There's a lot of shooting through a wet car window yeah. in this at night. like, And that gives it a flare and like well you can do that i think like i think even in this scene where she's not moving there's like lights going across her so like it kind of gives a little bit of extra stuff on the camera uh it's really really good sure this is supposed to be a victory lap for her she's and this is just her like explaining why she's there she's like everyone comes to a reunion for a reason this was Mm -hmm. supposed to be a victory lap for me but everyone turned on me because of xavier yeah and she goes through a lot of little bits saying, like, I was the class president. I had a bright future. So, like, whatever happened at this St. Patrick's Day party that she over and over again during this episode says, like, changed the course of my life and kind of made me who I am now. Um, I mean, we, we that's going to be the next episode seemingly right. is what we'll learn. I would like to I would like to predict that it's going to be something trivial. I'm going to predict that just the way she, like... The way that other people don't remember it, yeah. other than it seems like Xavier, um, and the things that she said, and she does things in this episode where you like, you feel like it's gonna go like super dramatic, yeah. But then it like comes back to okay, like you're really like upset about that, or yeah, like yeah. that's where you. So I'm predicting it's gonna be something trivial. God, I hope I don't regret that <laughs> prediction, and it's something super dark. I just don't think this show, based on like it's kind of style and mm-hmm. um where it's at i don't think it will go dark but if it does well and we're good i think towards the end like i want to talk through that a little bit okay different theories and ideas well then we'll do what you want to do <laughs> i don't know if you paused it during the yearbook they were like flapping the yearbook pages and 
I don't think. Well, first off, I'm not in our yearbook because I was absent that day. Um, <laughs> All but, four years. A lot of them, yes. <laughs> There's no record. Come at me, CIA. Um, I'm already that, a ghost. That's where they get all their pictures. <laughs> High school yearbooks. That's right. Oh, I have a driver's license. Dang it, and a passport. <laughs> People know who I am. Um, Jasper's last name is uh, Lenov. Uh, it's Jasper E. Lenov. Uh, and I was like, oh, maybe there's a maybe there's a Russian connection yeah. here. We did the same thing. I paused and like everybody in that page of the yearbook is doing like the Brady Bunch thing where like one's looking up, one's looking down. That's what I was going to ask. Was that a thing? <laughs> did we did we do that? I always remember like you, you st- they were like, hey, look into the camera and drink this Kool-Aid. <laughs> we graduated 2004. This was 2006. So this was apparently we were too uh, old for this. We missed this. Uh, I even the took the time. Yeah, because because uh, the Brady Bunch was after us. Um, I did this thing where I was like, maybe they're all looking in like one direction or like you could. On a specific person. Yeah, they're pointing to the murderer. And I quickly realized, nope, that's not what happened. It's yeah. just a weird thing where all these kids. If I was a parent and my kid was like looking weird, I'd be like, kid, go back and get that picture. Well, but like when you did the pictures, you got like 18 pictures taken and then you just submitted one. At least how I think it's how we did it. Then you submit one to the high school to put in the yearbook. Oh, once again, I'm not in it, so <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah. And my parents could At least senior less. year. Senior year, you got like, you went to like one of those like Sears photo studios kind of thing. Oh, man. You missed out, man. A lot of fun. I did a thing where I, you know, I light on my stomach with the uh, volleyball between my legs. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I've got a picture from me in like fifth grade where I've got a Michigan basketball jersey on and the prop they gave me was a football. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have any connections to Michigan. And I'm holding a football and a basketball jersey. What was this What was this photographer doing to me? Oh, man. Bummer. Anyways, yeah. I was a handsome young man, though. <laughs> Grew up to be an idiot. Um, at this point, she like takes hey, a wait, pill. Wait, 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 hey. Go ahead. But a handsome idiot. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you've always got my back, buddy. <laughs> I think this is a point where she takes a pill, and I started noticing the pills more the second go-round than the first go-round. Yeah. We find out she's got two flasks. She drinks out of the one without the X, mm-hmm. and then she gets the text, and she's, once again, we have not left the car. Nope. Um, but the text says come tonight and there will be trouble and it was a one four two five 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 um i didn't apparently write down the rest of the number but i did look up this number not a real number not a real area code well so one what okay so one four two would have been the area code is not a real area code okay fair i looked it up do you know like the five 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 thing and like how that's like a movie trope or no. TV trope. Is that just what they use in movies? Yeah. You look at like any movie and stuff, like going back like years and years and years, it's a trope that 555 is nobody's number. Like nobody in the world okay. can be 555. Sure. So they always use it for cinema. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. But as a guy that has to look at area codes all day uh, and figure <laughs> out where people live, I did look up 142 and doesn't, it's not real. Doesn't sound creepy at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. No, no. Can we? Oh, I'm not going to sit on that, but. Do you want to hypothesize who these uh, text messages are coming from, or do we want to save that to the end? Because I've got a, I've got an idea, but maybe we wait to the end. Okay. Well, I feel like we wait to the end okay. because they come through during the episode, and I want to make note of some things about phones inner and not in people's hands. Okay. Um, so let's talk later. So stay with us through the commercial break, <laughs> and now for traffic. <laughs> All right. She says something like, everyone thinks I'm crazy and toxic. And she's like, I was there for revenge. And it's funny because 
she's not trying to hide that she's there for revenge. Yeah, yeah. And, she says everybody goes to the reunions for a purpose, and hers is very specifically is revenge. And it was a very quick cut back to uh, kind of the present and Dan are doing the interview, and she's like, "Oh, what? Now you probably think I'm insane." And then it's like, "No, no, I don't think that." And it does a, a screenshot of her uh, bad, yeah. and her bad literally just says "insane" three question marks. <laughs> and then she rips it off and crumples it up. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then right back to the mind movie. That was great. She keeps getting threatening texts. She walks in and she meets the Jennifers who are doing the name tags. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a funny exchange here where the Jennifers are like, you're always so funny, such a joker. And she's like, it's out of pain. Yeah, her like, like she like kind of says them like underneath her breath. Right. The Jennifers seemingly don't give uh, two craps about what she has to say. They're just kind of like, I don't know, these two Jennifers are seemingly like, those high school girls Clicky. that always thought they were better than people. Sure. Yeah, very much like Mean Girls style. Sure, and they know that uh, Chelsea's life is not going in the right direction. They're like, are you alone? She's like, deeply, deeply. alone. <laughs> <laughs> what What should I say for job, they ask her. Uh, veteran- veterinarian? Oh, that's great, veterinarian. Receptionist? Receptionist. Oh, I didn't know they had those. Shot at receptionist, but yeah. <laughs> Worked and for then, Pam Beasley. And then she, oh, that's right. And then she takes a bunch of drink tickets, (laughs) which I thought was just great. I didn't really understand the drink ticket situation. Uh, The bar seemed to be a free bar. I think the idea is you're supposed to only get like probably three or four so nobody gets plastered drunk at this reunion. Uh, The only reason to to go to a reunion is get drunk, (laughs) embarrass yourself, and shout at people you don't remember. I do want to mention this now, though, because I think throughout this entire episode, and I love Alana Glazer. Is it Alana or Lana Glazer? Alana. Alana. Um, But she does such a great job of like playing this role and kind of being like deadpan in all of her responses. Um, And multiple times throughout this, she... Like very quickly, somebody says like you're insane or you're going crazy, and she's like, "I'm not going crazy." Like I'm not insane. To, yeah, yeah, no. And I, I think, think that, yeah, I think that's her like hearing some of these things too. Like people probably didn't necessarily say it like this, but mm-hmm. she's thinking that they're saying it, and like um, she thinks that people are putting all this pressure on her when it's maybe really not there. So this is, I think kind of the first time when we kind of see that side of, uh, of Chelsea where she's like, it's out of pain and deeply alone. You're and right. all that bit. Yeah. No, there, you make a great point. Cause, and I don't know that I noted it on our outline, but there were times where someone would be like, isn't it crazy? And she'd be like, I'm not crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like it wasn't about her, <laughs> mm-hmm. but she heard the word and it like triggered her to be like defensive about, yeah. um, which, I tried to look up some medication stuff about what triggers paranoia, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) She's like, at this point, speaking of paranoia, was I the hunter or the hunted? And I think this is when she spots Brett, who's behind like a photo booth. Yeah, it's like dark, so you just see the silhouette. And we know he's hiding to spy on Zoe. Correct. But Chelsea assumes he's there hiding and avoiding her or spying on her. Mm-hmm. So she immediately walks over to him and starts talking to him. And they get in the photo booth to take <laughs> pictures. And I thought this was like very much like a slapstick throwaway joke that yeah. almost didn't go with maybe the show. But it was great how they did it. Where they would say something like they're very serious. And then as the ticker for the picture went, 
they would like pop the, the mustache glasses or yeah. mustache. I thought it was funny. And well, because is... it was like, I mean, this was a big reveal. This moment talking about that uh, Brett and Chelsea were the one that had the affair, and that's what caused Brett and Zoe to break up, file for divorce here, and kind of go through that. But I love the intersperse of, of comedy within it. It was so great. Oh yeah, it was a, a lot of fun, and they both like going from serious conversation to. <laughs> Like, frozen, <laughs> funny face. I don't know. I enjoyed it immensely. And we find out that the way they met and how the affair started is because uh, he brought Dumpling in to be put down. Mm, poor Dumpling. The family dog. And, oh, she also accuses him of sending texts, which, based on his reaction and, and based on mostly reactions when she brings it up to people, mm-hmm. I genuinely didn't feel like anyone that was accused was the person I tend sending to agree. the text. Yeah, so I, tend to agree. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was Brett to answer your earlier question and we'll narrow down the other 27 suspects as we go. <laughs> they question who seduced two. Yes. And Chelsea has a great line where she's like if you had just been honest about not feeding Dumpling a wet food diet, you would have given him 1.5 more years to live. <laughs> wet food gave her diarrhea. Ooh, there's that word again, there's diarrhea. That word again. Brett loves some diarrhea. <laughs> but his stool is rock hard, as we know from him telling us directly. Yeah. It's, I mean, I feel like the more I see of like Brett, when it's not Brett's perspective, he's just more and more of a jerk. Like, trying to blame... Uh, uh, Chelsea for this relationship like oh you're the one that broke it up you're, you're the, the one, one that hit on hi. me yeah exactly like <laughs> he is just an absolute tool and we'll oh see yeah more and more. no I 100% think he's a tool but man as a guy that owns a leather jacket to another guy that owns a leather jacket <laughs> leather jacket super club. cool I wore my leather, leather jacket today it was like 78 degrees outside and I was like oh that's cool enough to wear a leather jacket <laughs> 78 degrees and sunny not cool enough to wear a leather jacket just uh, for those of you that are wondering. Do you, is there a specific degree that you want to it probably provide needs, to the audience? It probably needs to be like 60 okay, for a 60. leather jacket to be worn. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. You're welcome, all of you. Oh, unless you're riding in a like street racing car, you can wear a leather jacket at any temperature. You just can't wear a shirt underneath it. <laughs> and then uh, the other is if you're on a motorcycle, you can also wear it at any time. Well, that's for safety. Well, yeah, if I go into a controlled slide on my hog, <laughs> as George Michael would say. <laughs> You're welcome for having that one locked and loaded in the cannon. Very well done. Oh, man. So then we're back to the present. And, oh, Anik, who is listening to all this happen, um, next to the drum kit, text that the affair between Brett and Chelsea was mm. what brought Zoe up. And Jasper, in true Jasper form, <laughs> instead of responding with words, is just sending gifts. And as someone who is on a text thread with friends who, like, constantly respond with gifts, I just thought this was so funny. Because I'm, like, the last guy that knows where to get a gift. I don't know, like... I, sh- I don't know. So when he's just sending them in, like, rapid, I was laughing. Oh, yeah, like the great. little kid, like, just like the, what? Yeah. Like, oh, it was just so, so great. And I love, like, Anik trying to, like, hide the vibration of his phone. He, like, shoves it up to his, like, neck and yeah. tries to hold it really hard. And then Danner turns around, clearly hearing this, like, mumbling. She's like, I don't know, all these buttons and oh, knobs and stuff. I don't know. I love the way she shakes that off. It was great. We find out that the reason Chelsea found solace in Brett is she had just broken up with Sophia, Mm -hmm. her ex, who dumped her. 
And she fell for Brett because they were both going through pain because Brett needed to prematurely put down his dog a year and a half early. (laughs) And Danner writes down something like, or no, she says, killed the dog, screwed the dad. Like she's like writing it down, like verbally (laughs) saying her notes. Uh, And Chelsea's like, no, 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 don't. No, you didn't write that. Yeah, And then she even says too, like she like, uh, Chelsea ended the affair three months ago and it kind of cuts to a neek in the little recording studio area and he kind of gives like a puzzling look which I didn't know what to make of it did you notice that or or, or see that because like they made specific mention about like being three months ago so I wonder if it's like a neek thought it was going on longer or I, I don't know it was just a weird cut to him. I did not catch that cut okay. I mean I assume they are are they divorced? Have they signed paperwork? No, he said like in the last episode or the Brett's episode, he said like at the very end, like, hey, I'll sign those papers for you tonight Got or it. whatever. Yeah. He's going to travel to England. He's going to be in a hotel room. He's going to be all disheveled. He's going to have a bunch of those miniature bottles. The <laughs> lawyer's going to text him. Hey, I'm, I'm reaching out on behalf. You can just of, email. You don't have to fax it. Um, yeah, you can <laughs> just send a picture of the signature so I can file it, file it with court. And that's when Sassy winds up at the door. For those of you that joined us for this show and not Ted Lasso, that's not going to make any sense to you. (laughs) Brett doesn't mention any of this. He doesn't mention the affair. Mm -hmm. He doesn't mention any of that. And I was like, why? And then I realized Brett's all about family. Yeah, she's not family. Brett's Brett's all, (laughs) she's not family. (laughs) Chelsea is not family. (laughs) Tom, incredible. An incredible observation. Chelsea's not family. You're right, man. Oh, goodness. So this is why people come to listen to my my commentary. That was great. Yeah, he's he's all about the strength of family, and she can't take my family away. Um, So it would make sense during his... interview that he doesn't mention even though he's got to know it's gonna (laughs) (laughs) he's got to know it's gonna come up because like you know daniel's gonna interview everybody and and that kind of bit but he's not gonna be brett knows anything's going to happen brett doesn't seem like the brightest bulb so i don't think brett's anticipating any yeah yeah, for sure but his stool is rock hard When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, then we're back to the mind movie. We get another text. Can't you see you're not wanted here? Leave before it gets worse. And then this is about the time where Chelsea runs into Xavier. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. You can tell he, like, remembers something. <clears throat> like, there's there's something there that he's almost, like, embarrassed about because he opens this conversation with, oh, hey, it's been a long time, so long that... Like, we wouldn't remember the things that happened, yeah. right? Clearly trying to call it out and, like... Like, see yeah. if she's going to bring it up. And then she immediately goes with, like, no, no, it's... I don't... And he's like, oh, great. Good to see we're on the same page. Yeah. And then they get erupted by Ned. Ned's probably my favorite character in the <laughs> I whole love show. Ned. The way they sprinkle him in is great. Ned is great. He, like, says something to Xavier, and then he looks at Chelsea, and he's like... 
uh, oh, by the way, I'm still married and very fulfilled. <laughs> She's like, yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like it. It's such a great response. But why, like why it. does Ned... Why does Ned immediately go to, like, married? Do you think, like, whatever happened between Xavier and Chelsea was, like, sexual in nature? Like, he came on to her or she, he embarrassed her or something like that? No, like, why would he no, say, I'm married? Ned knows from the Jennifer that he's married to that Chelsea and Brett had an affair. Oh, and so he, I'm so, okay. He sees Chelsea as a Jezebel <laughs> and he doesn't want her to try and because okay. he's so hot he doesn't want her to try and break up his marriage so yeah. he's letting her know up front that hey this body's for the lord so you <laughs> can't touch it is the chelsea uh brett affair well known then or at least the jennifers are i well got enough the, i got aware? the sense i got the sense that ted knew about it which would mean maybe the jennifers knew it and okay. ted or ned i'm, I'm it's Ned. What did I just say? <laughs> He's a death. Ah, again. Lasso. That's for you, Lasso. Um, I would assume Ted knows it through Jennifer, and maybe the Jennifers keep in touch with Zoe. I feel like the Jennifers way. are like Gossip Girls. Yeah. Like, if anybody's going to know it, it's going to be those oh, two. Oh, we should do Gossip Girls next. <laughs> they talk fast. We talk slow. It's a great combination. <laughs> Deal. Deal. There's only like 12 seasons. <laughs> I would love to make my wife listen to me do commentary on Gossip Girl. If you want to see a marriage end quickly, oh man, let me do a podcast about Gossip Girls. That or I fall in love with it and I abandon my children. The Oh, and this is where she's, so she's standing in the auditorium and there's this moment where like it does the horror movie thing where someone passes between oh, I her loved it. Yeah. and the camera. Super quick. Right, and then she turns and no one's there. Mm-hmm. And... The whole vibe of the, and I don't think we've talked about it yet, but like the music, the way the camera cuts, mm-hmm. like these guys are clearly, and I mean the creators, Chris, Chris Miller and Phil Lord, and Phil Lord, and whoever directed it, because I don't know if I don't know if Chris, it, uh, I don't, I think Chris Miller actually did direct this episode. Okay, we should have looked that up, but like you clearly, like they know the genre. And they're yeah. like, okay, we know like what things happen in this genre to mm-hmm. give it that feel. And as people, you and I, who love like movies and stuff, I think one of the reasons I'm enjoying this show so much is it like brings out those elements where it's like, hey, like we know the tropes, mm-hmm. we know what it looks like, and we're gonna give you a story that's like not necessarily a horror story, yeah, or or psychological thriller, but we're gonna we're gonna put the elements in it um that make you like understand what we're doing yeah and so and like a, the other tv show that did this really well is like community mm-hmm. i would i would relate what this show is doing in community like i would i would make them cousins if not brothers and sisters yeah. or whatever the world is saying is <laughs> uh not just brothers and sisters these days but um anyways i i thought when he when that when that cut happened i was like oh i've seen that in movies i yeah, know what yeah. they're doing yeah for sure and it, that, i think it's every time i watch this ep, or this uh series and get a new episode and get a new thing like it just makes me think like why haven't more shows done this because mm-hmm. it is a lot of fun i think community did such a great job with it but it's just it's to your point it's all like the little things you know there's a lot of tropey stuff but like I guarantee you they probably use different cameras for different episodes. Oh, yeah. Like, now you mentioned, like, the filters in previous ones, but they probably use different lens types or different, like, whatever that are built for those specific genres and and bring them into this, which is just so fun. And then when it cuts back and you just kind of get to the present, then it's just kind of normal, like, everyday 
TV drama kind right. of thing. There's a clear d- differentiation. They have done something technically yeah. that like separates it, Love it, which, yeah, they do very well. She then is being chased down the hall, and they like kind of slow the voice of whoever, <laughs> which is very like horror, psychological thriller-esque. And she mutters something about like, She's like trying to keep it together and she says something, I think about her mom. Yeah, she's like, apparently, our mom apparently thinks she's unstable and that she's out of her mind, which I thought was an interesting thing because like we're getting these perspectives from other people, which we could pawn off as like them seeing too much or or her imagination of what people are thinking into her. But when she says like her mom thinks she's unstable or has said that she's unstable, kind of makes you kind of question a little bit. Like maybe there is some past like... Clearly, there's some past trauma in this this party that we'll get to at maybe in the next episode. But I thought that was kind of interesting that she called that out herself. Well, and we hit this here when she runs into Zoe and Anique, and we'll talk about it. But, like, the perspective of everyone else with her is that she's an alcoholic and she's drunk. And that's mm-hmm. why she acts so weird and yeah. does such strange things. But from her perspective... She's rel- she's sober. Yeah. Uh, even though she's popping pills and drinking yeah, like she's, crazy. She's got drug problems. But in, in her like in her mind, she like has to act drunk or whatever. Yeah. Which which lets you know she has the self awareness to be or for her to think she's sober. Mm-hmm. Um and so you do kind of think like, is she mentally stable? Like and once again, Tom, we're not doctors. We are not. We are yeah. not doctors. Until the internet sends us those certificates. Not only can we marry you, but we can tell you you're dying. Thank goodness. Which is kind of the same thing. Um, Oh, God. Anyways, then we're in the bathroom. And she gets another text. And it's like, you're going to wish you never came. And then next line is, you're. It's got the apostrophe, you're like a correction. It's got a little asterisk. It's just, oh, I love that. I feel like that's that's telling for whoever's sending these messages. Like somebody that wants to be correct and accurate in their creepiness. Yeah, the precision. (laughs) Sure, the precision. Um, But I think uh, I appreciate her. When she gets this message, she tries calling it, calling that number. And she immediately gets like, oh, you reached the wrong number or whatever. But uh, I don't know if I would have thought of that. I would probably just kept thinking, this is creepy, this is creepy. But yeah, no luck. Yeah, she's had enough, so she calls. Uh, Have you ever had someone correct a text message your text message grammar i always seemingly correct it myself because i'm just that person that sure. like like clearly somebody reading the message like gets what i'm getting right. at but i still try to correct it i once was like firing off um and not to reveal too much about me at one point <laughs> i like at one point in my life i lived near the ocean and i could surf and i was like texting a like surfing buddy this was um, in london right all the surfing yes, in okay. london yep. uh in richmond and um I used the wrong there, but and I was just typing so fast. Like yeah. I know the difference. I would never correct somebody. And on they that. corrected me on it, <laughs> and I was like furious. <laughs> and we were friends, and I was just like, "Why? Like you know what I'm saying here? Why would you?" And to this day, I still think about it because I'm like, "What an a hole." Anyways, she takes another pill, and this was the time we got to 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 pause the show mm-hmm. and look at the label. Did you pause the show and look at the label? I did look at the label. I I couldn't make out a lot, but there's a pretty clear reference to give daily to Mr. Gerbil. Give daily to <laughs> Mr. Gerbil. And on the second watch pausing the episode, 
this is my moment where like all the numbers scanned in front of my face and like all the equations made sense. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she works at a veterinarian shop. So like all the things she's gotten that are key points in this episode are yeah. because she stole them from the veterinarian. And you don't get to see the actual medicine, but it ends in like azepine. Okay. And so I looked, I, I tried to like figure that up and it's like, I mean, there's versions that are like um, uh, antipsychotics or psychotics somewhere okay. in that. In that, like, um, okay. but the the most telling thing was this is a gerbil's medication <laughs> yeah. that she's popping. It's a male gerbil. And a male I, gerbil. A male gerbil. I love to think of it's like a uh, a gerbil's a mental psychotic medication <laughs> that someone at home has this gerbil that just like, I don't know, keeps doing crazy things. Like, hey, the gerbil's not himself today. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got multiple meds. multiple personalities. Stop his meds. Uh, someone stole his azepine or whatever it is. I'm not making fun of mental health unless it has to do with gerbils. But um, anyways, I paused it. I was like, oh, this all is making sense that she works at a veterinarian. And that's why she's got the things at the end of the episode that she reveals. Mm -hmm, Yeah. This is about the time that Indigo bursts forth. And I don't know how I feel about Indigo as a character. Because Indigo shows up at strange times. She's clearly not a main character. Because we saw her mind movie for... A minute and yeah. a half. Yeah. Um, do you think she's going to play a bigger role in this? Or do you think she's a throwaway character that is just here for moments like this? I don't think so. The only thing I can think of is like maybe she does have a bigger role in like the St. Patrick's Day party that's kind of coming up. Like as to why they're featuring her so much in she's, this. Because she's like a redhead and you're like, oh, she comes of Irish descent. Oh, no. That's not a good Irishman. Are we allowed to are we allowed to do Irish accents these days? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're allowed to do Italian uh, accents <laughs> and we? Irish accents. We we can't get cancelled for that. Alright, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Send us an email, please. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Um she Indigo shows up. And she offers some sort of pyramid scheme about a shake. And what I thought was so funny is she's like, you can work from home and you won't have to vaccinate your kids, which is a very like period of time. I would think now. Yeah. Is it too soon? No, it's not too soon. It's a great joke. But what I would say is like in five years, if someone watched the show, are they going to be like, you wouldn't have to vaccinate your kids? Like, is that still going to be... I guess anti-vax was the thing before COVID. It still and... has been, unfortunately. All yeah. right. Well, well, unfortunately, <laughs> if you believe in science. But I love how she uses this pyramid scheme as a means to not have to vaccinate your children. Yeah, that's great. That's her selling point. <laughs> she knows her audience. That's great. <laughs> then we're back at the present, and uh, Chelsea is showing Danner the text. And Danner starts talking about, like, oh, fake numbers, and, like, mm-hmm. oh, she worked the the Ruffins twin case and they were sending like real like nasty tweets to each other. And she was like, she was saying like sexual tweets. Um, And the only thing I thought was funny, not the only thing, but the (laughs) thing I thought was funny is Chelsea has this throwaway line where she goes, yeah, twins are so weird. (laughs) And I was like, have we met twins in this show? Like, what's that? Like, and then I was like, wait, is Alana Glazier a twin? I started looking up all these things to like, cause the joke was so like, I don't know, pointed. I was yeah, like, there's yeah. got to be more to this. Uh, she does not have a twin. And then I was like, oh, maybe on Broad City she was a twin with the other <laughs> woman. Kept going down the not a twin. I was trying to make this joke more than it was. It was still great, but I didn't. Listen, we know a twin. She's weird. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay. We know a twin. 
yes. Melanie is a twin. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Mel's lovely. I don't know. She's... I, we love Mel for yeah. sure. She won't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Um, then we're back at the mind movie. She's like, I need answers. So then she finds Anique and Zoe as they, I think this is like right after they looked at the mural. Mm-hmm. And this is where she like, she's like, oh, I've got to act drunk to get rid of Anique. So she throws wine or whatever. Oh, <laughs> all those vodka tickets. She's like, hey, how much vodka does this give me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and a splash of cranberry. <laughs> yes. It's wonderful. So she throws that all on Anique so he'll go away. And then she starts asking Zoe. And because of the affair, I'm assuming she thinks maybe Zoe's the one sending the text. Yeah, which is fair. And that's kind of what I thought early on. Once I found out about the affair, okay, maybe Zoe's the one saying, like, hey, don't come here. But Zoe's like, no, I don't want anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of like, yeah, this is what we kind of mentioned earlier. She calls, um, I don't know exactly what her words were, but like she says something about being damaged, you know, like because you're damaged or something like You've that. Caused you caused enough damage. There you go. You caused enough damage and nothing to do with her. She's like, I'm not damaged yeah. kind of thing. So another one of those little bits. Yep. And then they run away from each other. Zoe, you know, breaks contact and she continues to be chased by this distorted voice man, uh, shadowy figure. Yeah. And then she <laughs> runs into Brett. And they have a whole uh, a whole discussion, and then it cuts to the present. And Danner, uh, w- oh, really wants to know about the St. Patrick's Day party because mm-hmm. I think that's when uh, Chelsea reveals to Brett that hey, I'm here because of for the, the revenge of revenge the, of yeah. the saint. Mm-hmm. And so Danner's like, listen, tell me about it. And she's like, one night at a time. <laughs> yeah, clearly so foreshadowing the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Anique, again, like Anique bites his lip when she kind of says that when like the mention of the St. Patrick's Day party, it cuts back to him in the little recording studio again, seems very nervous. So, and I think at the very end of this episode, they also mentioned something about Anique. He like, I feel like he did something as well at the St. Patrick's Day party that hasn't really been disclosed. So we've got something you with think Chelsea Anique did something bad at the party. I don't know. Well, no, I don't know necessarily bad because like Chelsea's, uh, uh, Jasper, like all of them are going to the defense of, of Anique. Right. So maybe Anique got embarrassed somehow or something and they, they feel bad or I, I don't, I don't really know what to make of it yet. The common thread here is everyone likes Anique. Like yeah. everyone is out to defend Anique. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, which you is have good any because in earlier times everyone would have blamed Nick based on how he looked. So uh, it's good that they're defending him in this one. Do you have any thoughts or theories about what potentially like Nick would have done or why he's seemingly nervous? No, I did not catch this. I'm glad you did. But and once again, I want to hit the St. Patrick's Day party towards the end. But like every time they would bring this up, I'm like, oh, now they're going to explain it. Yeah. And then they don't explain yeah, yeah. it. And so I'm like, okay. And then at the end, I realized, oh, the next episode, they're going to go into it because it's going to be <clears throat> high school time. Yeah. Which makes sense for, like, the amount of characters we have and who gets a mind movie and the mm-hmm. amount of episodes mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. But then we cut back. Chelsea is being chased across the lawn in the rain. It's never not raining in this episode <laughs> yeah. when she's outside. She threatens to blind whoever's following her with Mace. And Walt's like, uh, please don't do that. I have your keys. <laughs> and Walt is so awkward. Yeah. And that actor plays that part great. Like, really, I have no really idea good. what's happening with him. I don't know what's... But the next episode, I think, is Walt's. Oh, you think it's I think him so. telling the story? Okay. Yeah. And so he gives her back her car keys. He's been trying to catch her. She's great. She's like, 
hey, maybe just saying, hey, I've got your keys is better than like whatever you were doing. <laughs> but I love, I love his line. He's like, I was trying to stay far so you didn't think I was near. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. She doesn't know his name. She goes, nobody thanks, does. man. Yeah, nobody does. And then Jasper comes in, bumps him. And he's like, hey, was that the valet? He's like, I'll give you a ride. Was that the valet? Yeah. He's like, no, man, I got my own keys like from inside the car. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. And, and like Jasper had the thing where he met her at the car and she was like rubbing her lipstick all over the car, like trying to get into it. So sure. again, that was probably Jasper thinking she was drunk or drugged or whatever else. But like, are we supposed to think that like the red of the pepper spray that she was going to use is like what he thought was she was rubbing lipstick on the car yeah i don't know yeah i don't know how to marry those two stories up because they are very different yeah yeah i mean that's the only thing i could think of is like i think if you look at that bottle of pepper spray whatever like the red nozzle or button you would push to you know eject the pepper spray um you would (laughs) i was gonna say you think maybe a guy like gasper knows what pepper spray looks like I know John Ralphio knows what pepper spray looks like, and it has not deterred him yet. One thing we can all agree on happens in everyone's uh, recollection is Jasper hits a neek with his car again. That was great. And from this angle, like this shot, the way he flies, it's completely different. It doesn't make any sense, like from a physics standpoint, because he does this like weird outward barrel roll. Yeah. But man, for comedic value, it was great. Yep. I hope Sam Richardson didn't hurt himself. I wonder how many takes he had to do of that. Oh, I don't think. Like, Any of that was Sam Richardson. Oh, like it was okay. the, when he actually got hit in his story. I'm pretty sure it was CGI, and in this one, it was you don't get his face. It's just sure. a guy jumping in the background. All so. right. Well, whoever the stunt guy was <laughs> for Anik or Sam Richardson getting hit by the car, props to you, man. You did a great job. She gets another text that says, "Don't come to the after party." And this is about the time Anik drinks the flask with the X on it. Mm-hmm. And once again, we get a lot more of her like narrating while she's staring out the wet window yeah, her inner and the, monologue yeah. and the lights are going by it's all great it's all great i eat it up then she tells detective danner that inside the flask was cat tranquilizer and once again uh, second viewing i was like oh mm, veterinarian <laughs> yep. cat tranquil tranquilizer which makes me think is a cat tranquilizer different than a dog tranquilizer do those two have to have different tranquilizers I mean, dogs are generally bigger i mean depending on the size of the dogs i'd imagine it's less uh i mean like horse tranquilizer that's gonna mess you up but i've heard about i've heard that it's not about the size of the dog in the fight mm, it's about the size of the dog cat, fight of the dog cat in, in the, the tran- tran- in the tranquilizer Thank you. That's Nailed how the saying goes. <laughs> You're welcome. But I do appreciate that, like, she immediately says, like, once he drank the thing with the red X, and she's like, yeah, yeah I was cat tranquilizer. Mm-hmm. She's calling it out, so she's not trying to hide this or anything. And then she says, like, yeah, this was my revenge plan, was to drug Xavier and to take pictures of him naked and link them to TMZ. <laughs> TMZ. <laughs> Um, oh, man. But what she, are your thoughts on TMZ as an organization? Are you a, are you a big fan of TMZ? It seems like TMZ to me was always like this trashy network that was just full of paparazzi that just you know I don't know like now they tell me when people die yeah like they're seemingly like pretty hip and up on the news and are are pretty quick to the draw. Tom, do people still use hip? <laughs> I do. Okay, <laughs> good man. Yeah. Um, 
But so she does make mention of uh, it's not. It wasn't just cat tranquilizer. Not just cat tranquilizer mixed with whiskey She's and not ginger a ale. Yeah, it was mixed with whiskey and ginger ale. So I can make it in some kind of Kentucky. What did she say? Danner says like Kentucky, Kentucky mule. Kentucky mule. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you just put a bunch of drinks together. But I didn't catch this the first time. But like re- rewatching this, I'm like. In the very first episode, Danner is like over Xavier's dead body on the on the beach, and she mentions that he smells like whiskey and ginger ale. Oh, so that's kind of a callback to this little bit. And as we get a little bit further in this, he he doesn't drink it; he pours it out. But I don't know, maybe he got some spilt on him, or whatever. As to why I'm he would assuming smell he like lands it. on it because he dumps it all out. He yeah. would land in that puddle in terms of body trajectory and liquid trajectory. Well, let's off the let's get to that in a little bit because yeah, we don't know where, how this. What what the trajectory of him spilling it where it goes? Okay, for the record, a Moscow Mule is vodka and ginger beer mixed, okay. and you see him in like brass mugs, and yes. so they are copper, calling copper mugs, right? Copper mugs. Yeah. Thank you. What did I say? You brass. Brass. Those are different. That's for your ska band. <laughs> brass is yes. Thank you. And uh, they said whiskey and, and ginger, so that is a. What did you say? A, is it a Kentucky Mule? A Kentucky Mule. That's what Danner says. Yeah. Okay. So Kentucky Mule is and whiskey. ginger beer. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. learning. I'm learning the whole thing is bad alcohol. You figure it's fifty percent of team binge. I should have known that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tried to slurp loudly to get it on mic. I thought you were gonna die. <laughs> instead, it hit the wrong way. Oh man! Maybe don't gargle alcohol. Ugh. All right, we're all good. Hey, and we're back. We'll probably leave that in. In five. Four, three, two, <laughs> five, two. So then Anik uh, gives the text to Jasper, says, I got cat roofied, <laughs> which, is a, <laughs> which is a great line. And out of context, Jasper's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I caught that. That's a text exchange. I got cat oh, roofied. I didn't read that. I didn't read that. And it, it's like, I don't think you saw it in the initial ones, but you can see like the gif of like him previous, the one of the Jasper being like his mind blown. Mm-hmm. And it's like that like like owl going like, what? <laughs> oh man, I'm totally going to use that gif with you constantly now. That's great. Um, but again, it does, I think at the end, like Chelsea mentions like, yeah, Anik clearly is just a guy that can't handle his pet sedatives. <laughs> Which is an odd thing to say about Which somebody. Is a line that's never been said uh, before. Yeah, it's great. But I mean, Anik's like a big guy. You figure uh, he's a bigger man. He can probably handle some trains. Apparently, a lightweight. According to this episode, he's a lightweight. <laughs> when it comes to cat tranquilizers. <laughs> then we're back in the mind movie, and Chelsea tells Anik that he's been drugged, and she like gives him some water. And this is as they're entering the party from the outside. So we've yes. seen this scene a couple of times, and like in other scenes. It's she pours alcohol, mm-hmm. he pours water, and Jasper like flips him. Jasper comes in yeah. and flips Jasper him. Jasper starts doing the three dot song. Mm-hmm. In this episode, Jasper is not engaged at all. He's on yep. his phone. Yep. In the phone in the background, and Chelsea poured the water. Uh, he poured the vodka, seemingly, and then Chelsea like says, "Oh, look over there!" And then she changes it, so and she gives him water. Yes, yeah, so yeah. she, so he's drinking the water, so she's being nice and kind to uh, Anik, and then she takes another shot of vodka. Yeah. So in everyone's in everyone else's episode, they're trying to like take, other than Brett, they're trying yeah. to take care of Anik. Mm-hmm. Um, where in the other ones, yeah. Anik makes a poop joke here, which I thought was very. <laughs> it's funny. like I know your I know your cigarette. I know your cigarette. You gotta take a poop. poop. She's like, I gotta leave. Or she's like, I gotta go. He's like, I know you have a secret. And then he calls her a party pooper. And that series was great. Yeah. I did laugh. 
My children would laugh. Everyone would laugh at that. I think this is where she walks in and... Oh, the Jennifers are talking about her. Yeah, behind her back yeah, at the bar. Or at the clicky, bar, the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. And Ned uses the B word. And she's like, you're not allowed to use that B word. He's he doesn't like, even say it. He says B word. Oh, does yeah, he? Yeah, he doesn't even He's say like, it. He's like, oh, she's such a B word. It's like, you're not allowed to use that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Which is great. And then they start to talk about her hair and her addictions. <laughs> and then she like overhears it. She's, she's like, like playing with scissors. Yeah. She like picks up scissors yeah. very threatening way. Uh, threateningly and she's like it's just jewish hair <laughs> and, and they're like oh it explains the texture she's like that's it and then they're like oh no no we love the jews <laughs> and i'm gonna be honest it is tough to say the word jews in anything other than what feels like a hateful way yeah uh, for anyone uh but I, I do love like a lot of like coming in here as the actress and kind of like thing it's like no it's just, this is jewish hair this is what it is that's what you make fancy it's just how it is right and she waves around those scissors in a very threatening way throughout that conversation. I think she at the very end, she says uh, to eat something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She could just uh, yeah, eat it. Not very respectful. Nope. Well, and she doesn't need to be because no, they're no, no. B-words. Yes. If I, am I allowed to say B-words? Yes, you can. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I will allow they're it. They're buzzing bees. Um, then she gets the text picture of herself walking through the area. So mm-hmm. seemingly... Someone in the same room takes a picture, and they put all these like almost comical-looking skulls around yeah, them. Yeah, like, they weren't yeah. real threatening. They emoji were skulls. Yeah, emoji yeah. skulls. Uh, but so I mean, clearly it's it's somebody at the party, right? Like at the party, and that is in that room at the time, right? So is there anybody we can eliminate that's not in the room? Uh, we can eliminate Xavier. We can eliminate the Jennifers because the angle would be wrong. Can we eliminate the Jennifers? Oh, question. well, they're stand. She just got done talking to them. But I don't like the picture didn't have to be taken literally that second. It could have okay. been taken while she was just walking around there. Because I just like you went down the rabbit hole of the twin thing. I thought about going down a rabbit hole of that okay. angle of the picture sure. and seeing who it was. But I'll go ahead and say right now, I think all these texts are coming from the Jennifers. Oh, really? And not necessarily like all of them from one Jennifer. I think they're both the Jennifers are in her. cahoots. Because I think this is the show, and in her paranoia, trying to think that this is somebody trying to like murder her or after her. But I think these are just the clicky jerks of these two Jennifers that are saying like, "Don't come to this party. Nobody wants you here. You're gonna be sorry," kind of a thing. Um, and it's kind of like evident about what they're saying behind her back here at the party and saying like how. They don't like her. Okay, I like that theory. My issue with Chelsea's story is I feel Chelsea is an unreliable narrator. Yeah, everybody is. Right, to a point. Well, I feel like the others are like, they pitch a story that makes them look good. Mm -hmm. But hers, clearly there's like some elements of like reality that are a little out of whack. Yeah, that's fair. Just based on the amount of Mr. Gerbil pills that are being popped. (laughs) Yeah. And... Um, I don't know. So I, I, I struggled with her episode just from like pulling the bits of truth out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but good. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. If you feel like it's the Jennifers, I don't have any hard evidence that would say, do you have anybody or do you want to wait till the end to reveal who you think did these texts? Uh, who, I don't know that I have a, we know it's not a neek, right? I don't think it's a neek. No, I don't think he was like sober enough or really cared enough to be like, doing anything crazy with her like my issue is like to your point with phones and texting and all that stuff like jasper's the guy that does those things yeah 
And the thing that threw me off is at the end of this is we find out that Xavier didn't have his phone on him. So mm-hmm. someone else had his phone. So like the text to Jasper, I feel like were not sent by Xavier. They were sent by someone else. Well, and in, in Jasper's episode, we see Xavier on his phone. But that's probably Jasper like thinking that he's waiting for this text. He's sure. still doing the three dot thing. And to your point, like now we know he never did have his phone so he wasn't sending the text the only thing i would say is i would not point to jasper and generally i'm all aboard the jasper's kind of suspicious train she got a text in the car while they were driving to the after party and 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 jasper's driving drive well it's not that you You can't can't text text and drive drive, you can't text and drive (laughs) and they don't show the way it's framed you do not see jasper driving so he 100 percent could be texting and driving but that kind of threw me off a little bit because you would think she would have been perceptive enough to think Hey, this guy's got a phone right next to me, and I just got this text message. Mm. But may- but maybe not. Well, I mean, she's staring out that window for long. <laughs> the other thing is maybe the car's self-driving. They've got self-driving cars now. It's fancy. It was a fancy Audi. Uh, I've received texts from a family member as they were driving to a certain place, wow. and I'm like, why are you texting? Mm. Drive. But then I realized they had one of those cars that drives for them. But you were also realizing you're reading that text while you were driving. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All that is true. Um, Don't text and drive, people. Don't text and drive. This is from Team Binge. The more you know. There you go. There it is. Um, she stops Ted from writing on a nake, and then she's the one that writes, I'm sorry, on his hand. Mm-hmm. And we thought that was Zoe initially, right? Or yes. Because he, he indicates that he thinks it's from Zoe. Yeah, he Zoe told Anique, like, oh, yeah, I did write something for you. And then Anique looks at his hand, sees a little heart. I'm sorry. That That's what we thought. And we kind of speculated a little bit, like, oh, what, what was Zoe sorry for? But we were completely down the wrong, wrong, like, path because... Well, unreliable narrator, he looks at his hand like, oh, she wrote, I'm sorry. So this... Still puts Zoe in the realm of she could have diarrhea or write, I have diarrhea. Right, the diarrhea, yes. Zoe could be the diarrhea writer. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like that that path, though, is still somebody that's writing a song that wrote the diarrhea, right? With the E's and all that. Sure. So the people writing the song would either be Jasper. I don't know. I still going towards Jasper. I don't know. Yeah, unreliable narrator again. An arrow literally goes through her hair and hits the Xavier poster. And then I'm pretty sure when the camera swings, there's no arrow there. The arrow didn't happen, right? Arrow was there. In the very first episode, when Danner is walking in, she spots the arrow and she says, "Like all oh, you crazy people, like what are you guys doing in this rich house?" So like it's there then. Uh, I think what's going on here, it's there in later scenes. Because uh, I saw this, I saw you write this in the outline, and I was paying attention to later scenes where you can see that poster. So the arrow's real. Arrow is real. This changes everything, but, Tom. <laughs> but I think what's not real Get is the probably... yarn and the corkboard, buddy. <laughs> uh, what's not real is probably it swooshing over her head like this. I'm assuming at one point in the party, like, Xavier... You don't think it hit her Jewish hair? <laughs> no. I think Xavier was just maybe messing around, and he shot it. I mean, you see where that arrow goes. It goes right in the temple of Xavier on the Hungry Hungry Hippo poster. You think he'd shoot himself? I, I don't know. I, I don't know who shot this, but I, I'm, I don't think somebody was out there to murder her. What if Jennifer Lawrence showed up in this episode or show as... Katniss Everdeen. Maybe she's Jermaine. Maybe she's Jermaine the detective. That would be. And he showed up early. She's doing uh, acting again after leaving us for several years. Thank you for coming back, Jay. Pretty sure. Pretty sure she's pregnant right now. 
Oh. That'd be pretty awesome with a, a pregnant cat at Severdeen coming that in. That would be great. <laughs> okay, so the arrow is real. Yes, arrow is real. Changes things for mm-hmm. me. Jasper stops Chelsea and he's like, You're gonna die. <laughs> When you find out X and I are doing a collab. That's not the exact quote, but that's essentially what it was. I love that, yeah. It's great. Jasper gives her a pep talk, and he surprisingly inspires her, which is funny because when we watched the Jasper episode, I was like, there's no way this guy inspired anyone. He's a jackass. But in her episode, she gives him credit for, like... And she even mentions, like, before Jasper comes in, like, she was, like, trying to find inspiration. And I don't know how much of this is Jasper being a great inspiration or it was just, like, a timing thing. Mm. But, again, like, me kind of going down the Jasper train of, like, if he is the killer or the murderer, do you think he's trying to, like, he knows there's animosity between um chelsea and xavier is he trying to egg that on and Mm. saying like hey maybe it looks like you're trying to go home or you're not gonna do this i gotta make sure you do that conflict so it can take detective danner and culp like off the scent of me a little bit off the x body spray scent of me yes (laughs) Yes. i agree yeah i did notice that while he was talking to her he made several references that like are a through line for things he says and like Mm -hmm. his songs He's like, you only get one shot for a second one mm-hmm. or something like that. He's like, carpe diem. Yeah, carpe the heck out of this diem yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. So I don't know. We like get pieces of things. And it's like, that's where his songs came from. Mm-hmm. Like, what did he actually say? This yeah, so it's a- not all her imagination. Like, right. there are bits of nuggets of truth in all of this. Right. But unreliable narrator I'm going to stick with. Okay. This is about the time Xavier gives his toast. And I think they had this in the preview. They didn't do it in other episodes, right? This line, or did they do this line in, in other Yas- episodes? No, they didn't do this line. In Jasper's episode, it's just like him saying, oh, is everybody here to party? And that's kind of it. So it's Jasper again hearing the party line. I had not heard of this show, but I like either read a review or someone had watched the, or, or like read the, or watched the preview. And he's like, we started at the upper middle, and now we here. I was like, all right, I'm in. Dave Franco's great. Let's watch it. Um, so that was great. And he's like, hey, Mikasa, uh, you know how the, the, the rest of it goes. A popular Dave, phrase to say. Dave Franco does that part so well. Well, this is the second time he messes up like a Spanish phrase. Like in the uh, Brett episode, okay. he was like... Uh, Gosh, now I'm going to butcher it, but I can't remember what it was. He's like, uh, tu sabes? Uh, yeah, me uh, sabes really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. All right, so we've established that Xavier doesn't speak Spanish. No. All right, rule that one out. And he's like, hey, we're going to live forever, which uh, is the title of his album, and then he dies. that yeah, line. great. <laughs> Chelsea then goes up and talks to Xavier. He doesn't want to talk to her. He's trying to, like, blow her off and... And then he sees flashing lights in his bedroom, and he makes an exit. What did you think of the flashing lights? Was this real, or was this just trying him to get out of the conversation? I assumed it was real. I assumed it was something to draw him up to his bedroom. My first take was, well, my first take was, yeah, he's just trying to get out of the conversation, but it's a weird thing to say to get out of the conversation. Sure. Um, But, I mean, do we know of anything? Was anybody going up into the room at this time? Was someone trying to... Was someone, like, searching for something up there? And yeah. And that's why they're flicking the lights on? Because we've, we've acknowledged that the balcony that they're talking on by the prawns, uh, 
you can look up and see Xavier's bedroom right up there. You so can see his he's not lying when he says like lights are potentially flashing, but we don't. The camera does not cut, so we don't see it. He makes several jokes about the movie Parasite. Have you seen <laughs> Parasite? Uh, unfortunately, I have not seen the whole thing. When I watched Parasite, oh, wow. I was not in a mind. The movie frame. won an Oscar. No, and I was super jazzed to watch it, but unfortunately, I was not in like the mind space to watch the movie and fell asleep midway through. I, I as never I, went back. As I've gotten older, unfortunately, I do that a lot with movies that don't catch me. I fall asleep midway through. Man, a glowing um, endorsement of the movie Parasite. <laughs> I've also never seen it, so I can't tell you whether or not you were wrong or right. I think it's on like Hulu now, so I, I have the means to go see it, but it's one of those I have to watch by myself because my, my wife has seen it all the way through because she did not fall asleep while did we watched it. Did she recommend it? Would she say to watch no, it? No, she thought it was a, a, a fine movie, but I don't think it's one that she wants to sit through again. It's a fine movie, Tom. That's my impression of your wife. You pretty much nailed her. Yeah, I nailed it. Um, but uh, yeah, he makes reference to, and, and I mean, we haven't seen it. I, I don't, he makes reference to something about him being in the basement the whole time or something in like that. In the bunker. He's like, guy's in the bunker the whole time. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what that means. I haven't seen the movie, yeah. but I'm sure if people that saw it, it made sense. I would like to note that as he walks through that little living room area, there are two people on the couch <laughs> that are getting pretty hot and heavy. And I assumed they were the professor and it's, it's uh, got to be Shapiro and Quiet Heather. Quiet yeah. Heather. Uh, Although it kind of gave me a little pause because, like, the jacket on the guy kind of looked like Walt. Like, I don't think it's Walt by no, any means, it's but not it's like a beige jacket. It kind of. I've met Walt. Walt's not a sexual creature. <laughs> okay. I can tell you. Um, Maybe Walt's uh, Professor Shapiro. Oh, that would be an interesting They're theory twins. that's wrong, but I um, appreciate you sharing <laughs> hey, it. Hey, man, XYZ. I'm really good at uh, theories. <laughs> Chelsea follows Xavier up to his room and he's alone so he went up for the flashing lights and he's got kind of a weird like he's almost sad Mm -hmm. like and she offers him a drink uh, but then she feels guilty she stops him before he drinks it before we get to that do you think it's odd and again you're unreliable narrator but like clearly Xavier is very like hesitant around her and like there's there's a past that's kind of going on do you really think they went up into this room and he would immediately just take, oh, cool, you gave me a drink. It's got my name on it. I'm going to drink it. Like, do you think yeah, that's how it went down? I don't think he feels like she's going to do anything untoward. I don't think he feels she has murderous intent. Mm-hmm. So accepting a drink because, I mean, he's a famous person. People give him drinks <laughs> all the time awesome. for free. <laughs> so fair. I feel like he just deserves it. Yeah. What I thought was interesting is he's a little bit melancholy but also, like, he knows he's done something to deserve some level of. Yeah, revenge. And we get to it here when she makes him, like, say some things. And <laughs> he apparently feels enough contrition to, like, say them yeah. and then sing them, which was great. <laughs> but she stops him and she's like, it's filled with cat tranquilizers. Oh, so so sip, not gold. <laughs> such a great line he's like oh such cool we're here to party like yeah. i do drugs too man yeah. but okay don't so think <laughs> oh that was great loved it loved it loved it he then she then tells him her plan and what she was going to do about leaking naked photos i love him jumping right in he's like oh. well first off i've already leaked those photos so you could already find those not a big deal um and then like still feeling that like grudge or whatever about the saint patrick's party yeah but she mentions like she like she says like you left me stranded um and like 
well, I, I don't know. I have this in the notes here about uh, cra- crazy lying monster. Is that like she like whatever he did made her feel like a lying monster. Like she said, eventually like I started to feel like that, even though that's not really what happened. Yeah, people thought I was this. And so then I started to believe Become it. it. Yeah. Uh, when she said you left me stranded, I was like, Oh, he was a ride and he didn't give her a ride. And that's like, going to be I it. Was like, and that was it. That's literally what I thought. Okay. Um, but yeah, this one was confusing, but we'll get into it next episode. Hopefully. <clears throat> And she's like, hey, I just need you to know that you are an a-hole <laughs> and a douche. <laughs> so he says it, and he says it all kind of like, like under his you breath. To, I need you to say it. <laughs> then he starts says and it. I need you to say it. it. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> auto-tune does wonders for your voice. Oh, I a love great that. Line. Uh-huh. So then he goes to the back. Oh, he goes to take another sip, which I thought was great. <laughs> And she's like, no, 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 yeah. just don't drink that. Go pour it out. He goes pour it out. And that's when I was like, oh, so when he pees off the balcony in the one, he's not peeing necessarily. Because I think it was Jennifer One's retelling of it where she's saying like, oh, if he peed on me or something like that. Because she, it was Jennifer One, right? She was the one that got liquid all over her. Have we seen Jennifer One's recollection? I, I don't think it was her recollection, but I think somebody said that. We should have probably looked this up beforehand, but I think it was her that got like stuff on her, so she had to like leave the room. But again, if if that I think was, it was a Neeks episode where he pees off the balcony. Okay. Well, regardless what the episode is, like somebody got wet, right? Do you remember that at least? Like he <laughs> somebody got wet, bro. <laughs> no, uh, I so I am no. quite I am quite certain that somebody. So if if somebody got uh, keep saying it, <laughs> keep saying it, please. If somebody was no longer dry, <laughs> then he didn't pour it off like the balcony where he fell. He poured it off like the balcony that is where the prawns are sure. onto somebody else sure. to where no longer have them be dry. Um, so, again, that makes me think that I don't think he put it all the way down to like the beach and fell on it and that's where the smell came from. I think... Like maybe he got bumped into, or there was some other kind of altercation where he got this on his his person. Because they also said that the the whiskey or the shot glass, not shot glass, the uh, flask. flask had the hex on it was like on his person, not necessarily just down there with it was all the wedged, other stuff. It was wedged be by his body. Yeah, so it was wedged by his body. Well, okay. Now that now that I'm just th- theorizing on the fly, like who had access to that flask to then go down there at some point to potentially wedge it under his body? Well, that no. I'm assuming frame it fell with him or fell next to that him. That just seems too like clean. Like because okay. the hat fell and the hat was not under him. It was to it was somewhere. It was on top of him. It was right? under him. No, it fell first. That's what she said. She goes, "Oh, it's under him, so it fell first. Maybe we're all wrong on this, gumshoe, my friend, and we're all... (laughs) But I will say this, is from Anik's perspective, when he tells his story, he is pitching a story that makes Xavier look terrible. Yes. And so, if Xavier is pouring out a flask, and say, like, the wind picks up, and it drifts over, and someone's Mm -hmm. like, oh, what's that liquid? When Anik tells that story, he's going to be like, oh... That jerk was peeing off the balcony yes, and peed on someone. Which is, is fair. It makes sense. So, but somebody is not dry. So lo- Somebody's no longer dry. Oh I'm pretty man. sure it's Jennifer One. All right. Go back, check the tape. It's good to know. Somebody at us and let us know. We then, oh, as she's leaving, she looks in the mirror 
Everyone looks in this mirror. This is a magical mirror. This is a magical mirror to Narnia. Brent. That's not how you get to Narnia. You get to Narnia from... <laughs> through a closet. Hey, through a closet. Everybody Thank you. Um, but yeah, so Brett... A wardrobe. A, war- a wardrobe. It's a specific type of armoire. Yeah, a wardrobe. Um, so yeah, Brett, Anique, and Chelsea have all looked into this mirror. It's in the mirror. Yep. And it's all shot the same. It's all this stuff. So again, two-way mirror. Is this a two-way mirror? It might be. Somebody on the other side Maybe hiding. this is just like Parasite where they're looking through the two-way mirror. I didn't see Parasite. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, this is my second shot to take control of my life. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I don't know what's happening with this, but okay. This is, this, this is literally, looking at a mirror here, this is mirroring Brett. Brett was going to go up there and be a total jerk to right. her and then takes in all the anger. I'm like, no, I'm going to be the bigger person and not do any of this kind of stuff. So there's parallels to that. There's clearly parallels with, you know, getting your second shot twice or whatever from right. Asper's song. Right. But I do appreciate her turn here because, you know, she then goes down stairs and she starts like admitting the things and taking ownership of, oh, of everything so Zoe, yeah. yeah so it is a, a a turn for her as a character i agree there is a cut here where sh- we're back in the present and danner asks was there a blonde wig just like yeah is there a blonde wig anywhere in this by the way and it was just like a thrown away question and um, I was like, blonde wig, did we miss this in the first one? This is in the very first episode when they're kind of investigating uh, Xavier's body on the beach. Who's There's... wearing a blonde wig, Tom? So the only thing that I can theorize here is it's like a prop, potentially, from okay. his Private Eyes movie. Okay. Because it kind of like, after it does this wig... Do com- you think Channing Tatum is the murderer? <laughs> oh, that would be dope. <laughs> if Channing Tatum comes in and is, is just murdering folks. Um, but... When, Just when, like the real Holland Oats, when Oats killed Hall? Holland. Was, wait, Oats killed Hall, not Hall. Holland. Holland Oats. <laughs> it's, and, it's and Oats. Got ampersand. This, ampersand the, came ampersand. and killed them both. Um, but it, after they kind of does the like wig reference, it cuts to her like walking downstairs, and you see another one of that Holland Oats poster or whatever for okay. privatized movie, and Xavier is wearing seemingly a blonde wig. Okay. So the only thing I can think of is maybe this is a prop that somebody who knows where all the merchandise and stuff might be kept might know where said prop is and is throwing that there as a uh, a foil okay. or a, a red herring. Okay. But we yeah, I don't think we've seen a blonde wig anywhere. No, and we haven't seen anyone that's like super blonde. No. <clears throat> Maybe it's Quiet Heather. Is Quiet Heather blonde? No, she's not. Okay. Chelsea's like, what a weird and specific question. Yeah, so she's very uh, suspicious as well of this. Yeah. Then we're back, and as you said, Chelsea takes a turn. She's apologizing for Zoe. Uh, we deci- we discover that <laughs> Brett is surprisingly not good at coupling. Uh, they describe it as he's in a rush to the finish line. He's like, what's up with all the constant high fives? <laughs> like, who won? Like, not us. Not us. Not us. <laughs> She tells Zoe, hey, I know this is a bad time to talk about like love lives, but Anique is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then this is when How Great Is This Party plays, and <laughs> yep. Anique wakes up, and they're like, oh, we didn't know our good friend was drawn on, lying on the floor. When all this is happening with Anique in the background, and you can see like Ned like putting the cups on top of like the ski, whatever, to, to house These guys are not that. good friends to Anique. No. Well, again, they're trying to make it seem like nobody saw this happening to Anique, so they're good friends when they would have stepped in but sure. didn't. But, again, there's a whole lot of writing, and the only writing I think we've seen on Anique is the hand and the mustache, mm-hmm. right? Because we saw Ned draw diarrhea, the mustache. Hand, diarrhea, neck, diarrhea. 
Well, well, so we know what's written on. I'm just saying who we've wrote. seen actually write. Mm. We've seen Ned draw the mustache. We've seen, um, at least in uh, Chelsea's Chelsea telling of it, she wrote the I'm sorry. Yeah, it seems weird to write I'm sorry. Just like tell him when he wakes up or defend his limp body on the floor. That would be a real good <laughs> yeah. way of saying I'm sorry. But she's sorry. sorry that she drugged him. We, we, <laughs> we go back to the present and Chelsea's like, you know what? The text did stop after Xavier died. Mm-hmm. And once again, we brought this up as Xavier, and I think Danner brings it up, is that Xavier didn't have his phone on his body. Mm-hmm. And then who was texting Jasper? Who was texting Chelsea? Mm-hmm. Who had X Xavier's phone? I give you the floor. Okay. Map it out. So you think it's the Jennifers? Are you implying that the same phone texting Yasper is the same phone texting Chelsea? I think there's a mastermind. I think okay. someone's. I think there's a puppet master who's pulling all of the strings. <laughs> Interesting. And listen, I would go as far to say it's probably one of the prominent political parties of our nation. <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, I don't I know if I want you to go on. <laughs> If I'm being honest. Um, so, I mean, if there's like a puppet master and like. <laughs> I'm glad that got you. Oh, I love you. But I mean, if there's a puppet master, is it is it Anique? Like who else could be the puppet master and is like capable of all this trickery? Is it the guy that knows how to write escape rooms and create all these puzzles and and like he has this photographic memory? Like, I feel like it's given us enough to think, like, he is capable of doing all of this kind of stuff. Mm. See, I don't know if this is one of those shows where they only give us enough once we're at episode, like, seven or, like, eight. Or if we have enough now that we should know. Like, if this was an Agatha Christie novel, everyone's guilty of something. (laughs) And there's one person that's brought them all together to, like, torture them in some way or another. Mm um i don't have a read on walt like i'm interested in next episode because i feel like more data on walt helps me I he's don't... just too much out of left field to like like we talked about at the beginning he's like too suspicious to mm. think that he did anything well that's kind of like how i feel with brett like brett's yeah. too dumb yeah um chelsea like the motivation there and the fact that she's constantly popping pills um i don't know unless that's a red herring like yeah. i don't know um, Do you want to start narrowing it down then? So like, I mean, we could narrow it down. Yes, I, I I feel like right now it's Zoe, Jasper, or Anik. I think it's one of Zoe, those three. Jasper, Anik. I feel strongly about Zoe. I feel like Jasper. You've sold me on Jasper. He's okay. definitely murderous in uh-huh. every way, shape, and form. I think Anik is. I think our Anik is our hero. I don't think Anik is. But you don't think they're maybe trying to like kind of play on that? They're making you think he's our hero, and then ultimately he's the mastermind. No, because the way he reacts, once again, like he doesn't know a camera's watching him. Like mm-hmm. we as the audience are watching Anik. So when he's like crouched down there and he's discovering things, and he and he hits the symbol. Oh, when he hits the symbols, I thought he's just he's, he's, he's bored. bored so he, as we all do, we start fiddling with things. He's like, oh, that makes sound. That was such a good moment. No, I, I don't think Anik is the guy because we see him when no one's watching and he is clearly like discovering things mm-hmm. that he would need to know or want to know in, okay. in terms of motivation. Okay. So I'm going to say no on, on Anik. I'm going to say no on Brett. And I would go so far as to say 
no on Chelsea. I don't feel. I like... don't think Chelsea is either. Yeah. Yeah. And this could be a fun show where like they they like take us through, and then the last person's perspective is the person that did it. Like, yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, for sure. But did you I... enjoy this episode? Yeah, I had a great time with it. And I, again, I, I love the genre bending. I love, like, I'm so happy that we're doing this podcast on this show because I think it's just a fun ep- or a fun series to talk through right. and talk about. Uh, like, we love Ted Lasso, uh, and it kind of has its own beats and stuff, but I love, like, the uniqueness of this show and the way Phil Miller is kind of the creator is bringing it all together. Uh, and I also appreciate that they're they're shorter. They don't have to be an hour long every episode. Um, there's only like eight episodes overall in this series to tell this story. They don't have to like bloat it and make it like 20 or whatever. Um, so yeah, liked it, loved it. Excited for the next one. Wonderful. And going into the next one, Danner is asking about the St. Patrick's Day party and what mm-hmm. happened. Uh, I will point out that once again at the end of this, Chelsea defends Anik. She's like, it can't be Anik. Mm-hmm. Anik is still stuck in the recording studio. And I think this is the time where Danner's like, hey, go find, Culp, us. Go yeah. find Anik. And Anik's like, oh, no, I'm yeah. in here. And Culp comes in. And he's like, we can't find him anywhere. She's like, there's 1,200 rooms in this <laughs> yeah. house. Where'd you search? Yeah. And so I did look at, like, it pops up, hey, what what's next? next? And the next one is apparently... A flashback to high school. And okay. maybe I'm wrong on this, but just from what the summary was in the picture, it's a flashback to high school, and it said something about, like, Walt's perspective. So okay. I'm assuming Walt is the one that gives us Do you think it's uh, a Walt's, flashback. like, mind movie? That it's going to just involve the flashback? Or do you think it's just... It's I think it's, it's going to be Walt's retelling of, of what happened in okay. high school. Okay. But, it, so, but it's going to be his mind movie in terms of, like, Danner talking to him and him... Like filling in not only what he did that night about like the murder and everything, but also the backstory of the St. Patrick's party. Listen, I don't know. Once we stop recording, I can go tell you. But that is my assumption <laughs> okay. is that it's going to be this one is Walt's episode. But instead of telling about the night because he's the killer and he doesn't want to reveal <laughs> anything, he's going to talk about the past. Yeah. So I also enjoyed this episode. I do think it's fun, like how they go through the different genres. I'm interested to see uh, how they continue. Uh, there were definitely times that I laughed at like just the weird offbeat things. Mm-hmm. Once again, when she wipes that window on the inside, <laughs> that was so good. I loved it. Um, and she did a great job. Like this wasn't a funny episode, but yeah. like just certain things she did, like the way she played it straight, as you said, mm-hmm. uh, I really enjoyed her, which made me think, you know, maybe I should give Broad City a, a, a harder uh, go than I've previously done. Yeah, but... I agree. I think I will too. Okay, so at this point, for those of you that are still with us, we'd love to hear your theories. Keep them coming, yeah. Send them over. It is fun to read them. We do read them. And uh, the good ones we'll talk about <laughs> on the podcast. And they're all good. They're all good. Everyone gets a There's trophy. no wrong answer. There is going to be a wrong answer <laughs> this time. Um, There's no wrong guesses. So me. you guys can email us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter is at teambinge. Instagram, Facebook, find us, reach out to us, let us know how we're doing. Uh, again, we're having a lot of fun with this. Uh, and uh, appreciate you guys uh, listening in. Yeah, and please try and unbalance the one-star Apple podcast <laughs> reviews. Someone, and I'm pretty sure it's my mom, gave us a one-star. I wouldn't put I it don't, past her. I don't care for this. I don't care for this. It's too vulgar. Um, anyways, I have been Julian. Uh, and I'm Gumchu Tom. Thanks uh. for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week.